The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. And John Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing our round of 32 in our TTT patron tournament. In one corner, Temba, his arms wide. Shaka, when the walls fell. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. It's Matt. Picard is better. Kirk. I totally agree with you. Um, TNG was my favorite growing up, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Awesome. Were Matt- you speaking? Was that Klingon? No, that no. was Tamarian. Yeah. What? What is that? So there's an episode where there's an alien species that speaks entirely in metaphor, and it's they explain it by saying it's like if you told somebody Juliet on her balcony and asked what the emotion was, and they all said uh, it could be a few things, and so that was the breakthrough of the episode was Picard figuring out that they were speaking in metaphor and then he had to interpret the words that they were telling him and speak them back so yeah it's a great it's a great episode it's (laughs) one of the best yeah well Matt we definitely know enough about you to know that you are a fellow nerd but why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself (laughs) sure Uh, my name is Matt Kirk I'm from San Diego Uh, trivia host for uh, once or twice a week and uh, in my not fun times, I'm uh, having to cashier at a local casino, but uh, that's what we're doing to survive in these trying times. All right. In the other corner, she sleeps all day. She's out all night. She knows where she's going. It's funky Megan Walsh. <laughs> Sorry, that was a Joe Walsh reference. <laughs> oh, Okay. Megan, welcome back to the show. Let the folks at home know a little bit about you. Yep, Meg here, uh, science teacher by day, just trivia nerd by night, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're definitely glad to have both of y'all. And now let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, and I, of course, want to get to know our contenders a little bit better before we get going. And... Since Adam and I just talked about our favorite 90s TV theme songs, which on our other podcast is actually a catch-all because we specifically do one for cartoons and we specifically do one for sitcoms, I want to know, what is your favorite theme 
from a 90s TV drama? I mean, I, I have to go with Star Trek Next Generation because that, that's literally my favorite. <laughs> Every time it comes on, I have to let it run. I can't, I can't skip intro on that. Right. Um, I'm going to have to go with Law & Order SVU. All right. Well, on our podcast, we have a rule in that the theme that we pick for the decade had to have actually started in that decade. Uh, and unfortunately, okay. that rules Matt's answer out because his started in like 87, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though it didn't make my initial list, it did make my uh, kind of honorable mentions. And so Law & Order, bum bum, is going to get to go first. Megan, what category would you like to start? Can I change, <laughs> my, can I change my answer to Voyager then? <laughs> No, because you still would have lost then. Uh, uh, yeah, John's a was a Deep Space Nine guy. Yeah, I I preferred the the Deep Space Nine intro in between really? that and Voyager. Yeah, Ooh. I re- I really like that. Uh, I the Voyager's <laughs> theme song by far is Jerry Goldsmith's best television specific work that he ever did. Okay, maybe I'll go back and give it another shot. Big but, film but probably score, not film score nerd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Megan, what category would you like to start this game off in? I'm going to start off with sports. Oh, all right. this might be a first. And your decade is the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I regret my decision. And you might after you hear this question. <laughs> what heavyweight champion lost his title to Cassius Clay despite coming in as an 8-1 to favorite? After the fight, the flamboyant new champion revealed that he was a member of the Black Muslim sect and insisted that he be called by his non-slave name of Muhammad Ali. Well, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is going to be Sonny Liston. That's the only person I'm going to go with. Sonny Liston is correct. Oh, dang. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Matt, what category would you like? Uh, Let's go for toys and games, please. Toys and games. And for you, it's the 90s. In 1994, Sega released its successor to the Genesis, a console that had a two-CPU architecture and its games were in CD-ROM format. What stellar name did they give it? That was the Sega Saturn, and it had the scariest game I've ever played, the stupid Jurassic Park game, because when the dinosaurs ate you, the scream went in black, and all you heard was the screaming and tearing of flesh, and it was horrifying. Sega Saturn is correct. All right, back over to Megan. I am going to go music. All right. And your category, or your decade, is the 50s. Oh, my God. What rock and roll pianist's 1957 hit whole lot of shaking going on made him famous but his third marriage to his 13 year old first cousin once removed made him infamous uh jerry lee lewis jerry lee lewis is correct (laughs) gross what's weird to me is that that was his third marriage yeah it took him that long to figure out he wanted to marry his cousin all right i (laughs) guess and his first one was actually at 16 when he was 16 all right matt what would you like? Hmm. Since we're staying away from the big three, uh, how about slang? All right. And your decade is the 70s. In the 70s, if you said someone was out to lunch, you're saying they're what? As if. Oh, well, if, somebody, if my mother said someone was out to lunch, that would mean they were like 
clueless. Well, that's why you said as if for clueless. So yeah, sure. We'll say clueless. <laughs> clueless is correct. It just occurred to me as I was saying it. I was like, oh, that's that's exactly why you said that. <laughs> All right. So far, no pressure. We got a perfect game going on. Both uh, both contenders getting their questions. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Megan, let's keep that train rolling. I'm gonna go fashion. Ooh. Your decade is the 2000s. When the 2000s kicked off, the fashion was profoundly influenced by technology. Around 2000, there was a monochromatic, futuristic approach to fashion with metallics, shiny blacks, heavy uses of grays, straps, and buckles becoming commonplace. This was called what? Named after the Millennium Bug Scare of the end of 1999. Y2K? Y2K fashion is correct. This is difficult for me because the way I write down who got what question is I put your first initial, but both of you have M's, so I've had to adjust yeah. my... You can you can put K for me. I answered a question. Yeah, I did everybody's name all the way out. When I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. when I was at SDSU, there were like eight mats in the music department, so we all went by our last names. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually going to use that because <laughs> that's go. going to make it a lot easier on me. Very good. Uh, all right. Well, Matt, it is your turn left. We have movies, TV... News and politics, literature and food. Let's try for literature in the 80s, because then we'll have the rainbow decades. Oh, yeah. Let's see what we get. It's the 90s. <gasps> Noted artist and writer Jim Lee created what comic book company, whose name is a combination of two of his series? The company published titles such as The Authority, Wildcats, Wetworks, and Stormwatch. I know Jim's Lee, Jim Lee's worked pretty well. I was all in for the new X-Men that got launched in 91. <sighs> what was the name of the, after he left Marvel? Oh, no. Can you read the question one more time, please? Mm -hmm. Noted artist and writer Jim Lee created what comic book company whose name is a combination of two of his series? The company published titles such as The Authority, Wildcats, Wetworks and Stormwatch. I'm thinking of third party, not, well, yeah, comic publishers that aren't DC and Marvel. Um, there's an image, there's Dark Horse, there's this other one that he made that I'm not thinking of. Oh. I just remember all of his characters had very squinty eyes and very wide necks with lots of veins popping out. I'm just going to say Mirage, I think. No, Mirage was Ninja Turtles. Uh, who is? I'll say Dark Horse. Dark Horse is incorrect. Yeah. Megan, can you steal? Absolutely not. <laughs> 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 I've been thinking the whole time. I got nothing. I'm just going to pass you it. Guess, you, you should guess the other one that I said. You should guess Image, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, I'll guess that one. <laughs> Image is also incorrect. <laughs> okay, Although Jim Lee was involved in the creation of Image, uh, this one was a smaller one. It was eventually became a subsidiary of DC Comics. It is called Wildstorm, which was a combination of Wildcats and yeah. Stormwatch. All right. That, that wasn't in the punch bowl, but now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing. I, I almost actually that. guessed Wild Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you at least would have picked up on the clues that I put the names of the two things in the question. So that would have been closer. All right. Our first miss, no harm, no foul. Megan, which one would you like? 
Um, let's try movies. All right. And your decade is back to the 50s. <laughs> oh, God. Mean eyes of glare. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Perkins starred as what historical person in a 1959 biodrama set in 1940s Netherlands? Anne Frank. Anne Frank is correct. Nice. All right, Matt. What do we got? We got TV, news, and food. Oh, let's try. Let, yeah, sure. Let's try TV. Okay. Your decade is the 90s again. Right. Star Trek Golden Age. On the series finale of Seinfeld, Jerry and his crew were found guilty of criminal indifference and were sentenced to how many year in prison? How dare you make that sound? You made like a uh sound after Seinfeld. I automatically boycott any Seinfeld trivia questions that I come across. I hate that show. I boycott you. I boycott Matt Curtin. So bad. You were boycotted. So bad. Uh, How many years were they sentenced to? Uh, Well... Is there a uh, is there a plus minus on that, or do I have to bullseye it? You got to bullseye it. Okay. Uh, were they? I guess that's not really part of the question. Uh, we'll say life in prison. I don't know. Life in prison is incorrect. Megan, can you steal? Um, you said year, so I'm gonna go one. One is correct. <laughs> I did put the clue in the question. All right. All right. So here, Megan, we got oh. uh, news and food left. I'm going to go food. Okay. <laughs> Your decade is the 50s. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's how they're rolling. It's she's, how they're rolling. She's doing fine so far. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Can't complain. Originally founded as Danny's Donuts in 1953, what American diner chain Includes menu items such as the Grand Slam and Moons Over Miami. That's good old Denny's. Denny's is correct. That's, my, that's what I make my Matt Kirk sound on. I, I can't disagree with you. No, <laughs> Waffle, Waffle House is way better. Yes! yes I'm is. a Waffle House man. If only we had some in California. I, I know. The we closest to... Waffle House to us is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So. Oh. I be, uh, for Matt, I do believe there is one in Arizona. There's it's worth the trip. There's one in Yuma. Yeah, we we yeah. We've okay, made yeah, the trip. <laughs> there there are a couple in Arizona because I there's one in yeah. Phoenix as well, and I've been to that one as well. It's just All right, uh, Matt is stuck with news and politics. Adam, what's his decade going to be? Eighties, eighties, eighties. It's the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it's the eighties. Egyptian President Anwar Sadat was assassinated at a military parade in Cairo on October 6, 1981, paving the way for what dictator who ran the country until the 2011 Egyptian revolution? There's one name that's coming to mind, but I, I don't think he was Egyptian. Uh, and I, and you said he ruled until 2001? 11. 2011. Okay, that's definitely not right, because he was, he was out of there way before that. <sighs> What is this guy's name? Do you take a stab at it or let Meg go up 70 to 20? Yeah, uh, I'll just pass and see if Meg can get it. All right, Megan, can you steal? It's in my head, and I cannot pull it out. Oh, God. Um, 
No. No, I can't. All right. Adam, do you know this one? <laughs> no. Um, I know it's wrong, but I would I would have guessed like Yasser Arafat, but I know that's wrong. No, uh, it is Hosni yeah. Mubarak. Mubarak. Uh, okay. Oh, wasn't wasn't gonna pull that. All right, that is the end of round one, Adam. What is our score? Well, Miss Megan has a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. She has got sixty, and Matt Kirk has got twenty. All right. Well, Megan got to pick first in round one. That means, Matt, you get to pick first in round two. What category would you like to give to Megan? Uh, let's do news and politics. Since we avoided it, like the plague. <laughs> back to back. Right. News and politics. This time, it's the 2000s. In 2001, Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger launched what website? By 2009, the English language version had over three million articles. Can you repeat that? Sure. In 2001, Jimmy Wales and Larry Sanger launched what website? By 2009, the English language version had over 3 million articles. The Onion? The Onion is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? I might be able to. I'm banking this as Wikipedia. Wikipedia is correct. Yeah. Nice job. All right. Well, Matt got the steal, and now Megan, you got to give him a category. What do you want to give him? All right. Um... I was equally bad at everything in the first round, so it doesn't really matter. What <laughs> <you're doing. laughs> um, let's go literature. Sure. Okay. Your decade is the '80s. All right. In the 1988 Batman storyline, A Death in the Family, the Joker kills Robin by blowing him up in a warehouse. Given that several characters have carried the mantle, which Robin was it who died? Okay. Let me make sure I don't mess this up. It wasn't Dick Grayson because he became Nightwing. Tim Drake was Robin for a while, and I think that's the one who died. There was another guy named Jason something or other, and I think... He might have kept going. Uh, I'm just going to say Tim Drake because that's the only thing I can lock in on. Tim Drake is incorrect. Megan, can you steal? That second one, he said, Jason something or other. (laughs) I'm going to need you to be more specific. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I can't be more specific. I don't know a single actual Robin. Is it Jason Jason Todd? Jason Todd is the correct answer. Yep, and he's recently come back as the Red Hood. Uh, it's a pretty cool storyline as well, but yeah. You couldn't have come up with that one before. <laughs> I, I, I need my geek card revoked. I missed two comic book questions. I'm so yes. sad. And, and was the only two comic book questions I had on my literature yeah. list. That's all right. <laughs> all right, so no one got there. And I am uh, I believe Matt has to pick for Megan now. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about slang? How about it? How about slang in the 70s? Didn't we? Nope. That is not slang. Rolling again. The 60s. All right. The 60s were an era of some exciting car lingo. If you had a car that was modified to go faster, it was called what? Certainly not sponsored by Campbell's. Souped up. Souped up is correct. (laughs) All right. 
What category do you want to mm, give to Matt? Soup. I love soup. Good soup. Um, I hope uh, it's navy bean today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let's give Matt fashion. <laughs> give me Matt. fashion. It's the eighties. You're hitting a lot of eighties today. That's okay. So here, if I can actually get one right this time. Born in the London and Birmingham nightclubs in 1979, what pop culture and fashion movement featured flamboyant, flamboyant and eccentric clothing, heavily influenced by period costumes and used lavish materials such as satin, silk, and velvet? I don't think Taylor Swift was singing about this movement, though. I know exactly one Taylor Swift song, and it's probably not about a blank check. Um, let's see. I mean, I can think of like the kid, what they called the kids were wearing these things when I was growing up. Um, I don't think that's the term that you're going for, though. Um, can you read it one more time, please? Mm-hmm. Born in the London and Birmingham nightclubs in 1979, what pop culture and fashion movement featured flamboyant and eccentric clothing, heavily influenced by period costumes? and use lavish materials such as satin, silk, and velvet. I don't think Taylor Swift was singing about this movement, though. I don't really have a good angle on this one, so I'll just say goth. Goth is incorrect. Megan, can you steal? I feel like I'm about to get my Swifty card revoked. But the only, and this makes no sense, but the only song I can think about Taylor Swift singing that had to do with fashion was cardigan so i'm just gonna go with that cardigan is incorrect uh this was a tough one it's not i think the most well-known uh taylor swift song this was called new romantic oh that's like one of the best songs off of 1989 too jeez louise duh everyone knows that yeah once best again swifty card revoked <laughs> <laughs> new romantic all right all right all right, no points there. And Matt, you have to give a category to Megan. Let's do toys and games. All right. Your decade is the 50s. Uh, thank you to uh, Nick Groves for helping me with this question. Don't confuse this game with the 80s punk band of the same name or condensation on Nebraskan grass. Like memory... The game consists of viewing pictures under two markers and finding the matching pairs. The player with the most markers at the end of the game is the winner. In Danish, the name means, do you remember? Can you repeat that one more time? I will. It's a very long question. Don't confuse this, this game with the 80s punk band of the same name or condensation on Nebraskan grass. Like memory... The game consists of viewing pictures under two markers and finding the matching pairs. The player with the most markers at the end of the game is the winner. In Danish, the name means, do you remember? Is it Husker Do? Husker Do is correct. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I had no confidence that anyone was actually going to get that question. Well, I mean, I heard of that. 80s punk band helped me. Good. I, I, I was actually concerned that that was going to hinder people. Uh, all right. Now you get to pick a category for Matt. Left we have movies, music, TV, sports, and food. Let's give him sports. Okay. That decade is the 70s. 
Edson Arantes do Nascimento is a Brazilian footballer who led the country to three FIFA World Cups, including his last one in 1970, and is the all-time winningest player in FIFA history. He is better known by what nickname? I mean, the only 70s football player that comes to mind is Pele, so I'll just say that. Pele is correct. Yeah. Hey. That question. was the only one I thought of, too. I got a sports <laughs> question right. I'm so happy. Yay. All right. Now, what do you want to give to Megan? How about food? How about it? And how about 2000s food? Pretty fresh. From 2005 to 2009, Hershey's sold what candy-coated chocolate in a familiar shape? Is it the Swoops? Swoops is incorrect. Matt, can you steal? Uh, Can you read it one more time, please? From 2005 to 2009, Hershey's sold what candy-coated chocolate in a familiar shape? That's it, huh? Familiar shape. Why would it be familiar? And Hershey's sold this. Hershey's does not make M&M's. That's Mars. So if they made M&M's competitors, they would be called something. <laughs> uh, 2005, 2005. This is when I was in college. Okay, hang on. Let me think about this. I can't think of any for big snack movements while I was at SDSU. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Assuming this is Hershey's competitors for M&M's, I'm just going to take a guess at something and say like, well, it can't be dots. That was already a thing. Those are little gummy bits. Uh, what would be a good name for M&M's competitor? How about taco eggs? I don't know. Taco eggs? Sure. <laughs> Taco no, eggs. Ta- not taco eggs. Choco with a C-H. Choco oh, eggs. Oh. I heard taco too. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'd eat some taco eggs I'd too, I guess. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, choco eggs is incorrect. Adam, do you remember these? It took me a minute, uh, at least until like yeah, the second time you read it. So they were basically, yeah, trying to go after that M&M's market. They were small in the shape of kisses, but had a candy coating. And I believe they were called kissables. Kissables. They were in the silver bag. Yes, they were. Uh, Kissables is correct. Well, Kissables is what I was looking for. Yep. Uh, I loved me some Kissables when they came out. For some reason, I really just, you know. They sound like they would have been amazing. Yeah, they were really good. I don't know why they went away. I guess they couldn't compete with M&M's. I mean, you can't really compete with M&M's all that much. Yeah. All right. No points there. And Adam, I'm lost. Uh, I believe Megan is picking for... No. All right, we'll go with I that. I think so, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we've got movies, music, and TV left. That's correct. Um, TV. Okay. The decade is the 60s. What spy series starring Robert Vaughn and David McCollum is about two agents who work for the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement? There are certainly a few shows that could fit that general description of the government network can you say the actors names one more time please robert vaughn and david mccullum neither of those is ringing a bell so i'm gonna say it was not the man from uncle it was not the mod squad i 
don't think that was the name of the organization in Mission Impossible. Can you read it one more time? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. What spy series starring Robert Vaughn and David McCollum is about two agents who work for the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement? Oh, it is the man from Uncle. You said it. There you go. <laughs> there, thank you. Red. Got it the second time. Yep. The man from Uncle is correct. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Nice pull. <laughs> all right. We got movies and music left. Matt, I can't take credit for that pull at all. He put it right in the question. It was there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Movies or music. Uh, let's say I want to keep movies for myself so you can have music. Okay. okay. Your decade is the 80s. What 80s country stars exes lived in Texas? I'm assuming in Amarillo. Oh, could be one of so many people, but I'm going to go George Strait. George Strait is correct. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) Amarillo by morning. I've, uh, in my old age and and admittedly less and less hating country, I find myself going back and listening to a lot of older stuff. And I got to say, there were some pretty damn good songs uh, in 80s country. Yep, that's what I kind of grew up on. Anything pre-1980 country, well, anything, most (laughs) pre-1980 countries, actually high quality stuff. It's very good. Mm. I agree. We we grew up on like Merle Haggard and and, uh, Will and Nelson, guys like that. All right, that just leaves uh, movies for Matt. Adam, what's his decade going to be? The 60s. Name this 1965 biblical epic that chronicles the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. It stars Max von Sydow as Jesus, Charleston Heston as Charleston Heston as John the Baptist, as well as Pat Boom, Angela Lansbury, and Martin Landau in smaller roles. Yikes. Biblical epics was not on my bingo card for today. Um... Last Temptation of Christ was in the 70s, so that's definitely not it. Uh, that was quite a <laughs> that was quite a cast that you announced there. <laughs> Pat Boone and Charlton Heston and Angela Lansbury. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay, I got the last one when you read it again, so give it to me one more time. <laughs> Name this 1965 biblical epic that chronicles the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. It stars Max von Sydow as Jesus, Charlton Heston as John the Baptist, as well as Pat Boone, Angela Lansbury, and Martin Landau in smaller roles. I grew up in a very weird denomination that did not subscribe to the idea that Hollywood should be making films about the Bible. So I this we didn't get to watch this one when, when I was growing up. Um, let's see. Generic story about oh is this the greatest story ever told the greatest story ever told is correct yes wow Whoa. You're, Dang. you're a, a two read man oh, that's, my that's what does it. that was so far back in <laughs> my brain good pull though good pull. wow all right that is the end of round two adam what is our score going into the final round well, was it the greatest catch-up ever told? No. Not really. He gained a little <laughs> bit, but not much. Megan is still in the lead, 90 to Matt's 60. I'm not doubled up, yay. <laughs> You're not doubled up. 
All right. Well, we need to pick our categories for the final round. Megan, since you were in the lead, which one would you like to see in the final round? Um. Yeah, this has been a very even game all the way around. We've, we've each gotten yeah. stuff in the ones that the other one took first. Right. Yeah. Um. Had a pretty good, pretty good distribution of decades as well. I yeah. know it's making it a little a little hard. Let's go music. Okay. The decade will be the nineties. All right, and as Matt. As, as long as it's a weird out question, I might be okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. We both we both missed comic book questions, but he said that those were the only two. If I actually got a real book question, I might be able to answer it. <sighs> okay. Definitely not sports. Definitely not fashion. Probably not news because that hasn't been great this game. See, there's slang games. TV. Mm. As long as you don't get 50 slang, I think I probably get it. Unless we get some millennial nonsense in the 2000s. Um, let's try. Let's try slang. All right. And that decade is the 80s. All right. All right. So, based on 90s music and 80s slang, go ahead and write down your bids. I'm locked in. Me too. Let's start with 90s music. Allison Chains' Lane Staley and Pearl Jam's Mike McCready paired with members of the Screaming Trees and the Walkabouts to form what supergroup for the 1995 album Above? And your 80s slang, if someone was large and unattractive, you'd call them a what? I'm sure Budweiser thinks they're pretty, though. And I am here to tell everybody out there, please check out all the shows on the BFOP network, whether it is Blast From Our Past, Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast, the great show that talks about the amazing Seinfeld show, the best show of the entire 90s, uh, without question, um, or Talking Back, Podcasting After Dark, People Don't Forget. Uh, we also have a new horror show on the BFOP network, Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Uh, and John's got an upcoming comic book show that uh, we're not sure when it'll come out, but uh, keep an eye out for that one called Comics Underground. Should be out so, around June 1st. So would, cool. would two of the Star Wars movies be eligible for the new horror show since they've got Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith? Uh, yeah. And they were quite scary, <laughs> honestly. I know I cried watching them. All right. Just let me know when you guys have your uh, answers. Good. Sure. <laughs> All right. Confidence. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Matt, since you were behind, why don't you give us your answers to the questions? Uh, just uh, the names didn't really mean anything to me, but I kind of have a old trivia chestnut of Soundgarden being one of the 90s supergroups. So that's what I put for the 90s music question. For 80s slang, I said Clydesdale, since that's what, those are the horses from the Mudweiser commercials, and they're pretty pretty wide <laughs> all right and megan what were your answers i think this is a different super group from the 90s but i went temple of the dog um and then for my 80s slang i said beer fridge <laughs> 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 they're kind of wide <laughs> all right well let's find out our answers we'll start with uh our slang question uh, if someone was called large and attractive, you would call them a Clydesdale. Oh. 
which I don't know why, because I think Clydesdales are very magnificent horses. Yeah, magnificent and powerful. I don't think. I think it's just because they were large and unattractive. Because they're big. Because they had to carry the beer trucks. The unattractive part gets me. Mm. Yeah. All right. In the '90s, both Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog consisted of Chris Cornell, who was not mentioned in this question. So neither of those correct. But the answer to this one, Adam, do you remember this group? No, uh, Mud Honey, but I don't think that's it. No, they only had the one album released, and they were called Mad Season. Yep, I knew that as soon as you said it. Mad Season. So, unfortunately, no one is going to be getting their bids, but we need to find out how much each person wagered. Matt, since you were behind, how much did you bid? Good luck in the round of 16, Megan. (laughs) 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 I, I bet it all. All right, and Megan. I bet twenty nine. All right, Adam, mathematize us up and tell us what is our final score. With a final score of sixty one to zero, Megan continues on the tournament and will take on a winner from our previous game, Michael Turner. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations, Megan. Uh, a hard-fought win. A lot of tough questions, I, I feel like, in this uh, in this round. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt, unfortunately, as a fellow Star Trek nerd, I hate to see you go. Uh, but, uh, unfortunately, this is the it. This is it. So, uh, what would you like to, to say? Uh, keep wearing your masks if you're out in, or if you're indoors. Uh, outdoors is, seems like it's, you know, getting better, but uh, indoor spaces still need uh, people still need protection from it, especially those immunocompromised folks out there. Um, I'm in a, like I said at the top of the show, I'm in a casino every day and I, it makes me mad every time I see people walking around just like sneezing and coughing all over the place. I'm just like, oh, there's still, there's still disease out there, folks. So um, get your booster shots. Um, and if you haven't done so, I will make a special request to go see the movie everything everywhere all at once it is magnificent i I laughed and cried so much during it it's it made me feel the most emotions i've ever felt from a movie this century so far so yeah go go, do yourself a favor make the time go see it all right very cool words of wisdom well that's adam and i'm john this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.